De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to be discussing the changing face of B2B marketing. Joining us is Jordan Crawford, who is the CEO at Blueprint, which helps B2B companies build go-to-market systems by pain, not persona. They download your customer's buying context, score your entire TAM by pain, and then build automated outbound email sequences that get 5 to 33% positive reply rates. Blueprint eliminates the need for your sales team to ever research a company again or figure out what to say to them. So far this week, Jordan and I have talked about why your buyer's research process has changed. We talked about where do B2B buyers go to evaluate SaaS. We talked about adapting to changes in how buyers research and what sellers can do about the buyer research wave. And today, we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about the new go-to-market model. Okay, here's my conversation with Jordan Crawford, the CEO at Blueprint. Jordan, welcome back to the Triple Ironman episode of the Buyer's Journey Research Toolkit. We got to figure out a way to wrap this up, right? We've got oodles of information floating around in people's heads. We need to give them what the new go-to-market model is. So start us off. Where would you begin? Like, what does this look like? You believe, you've listened, you're you listen to Jesus on the Mount. You are convinced. <laughs> where do you start in terms of overhauling that model? Yeah, I think where you need to start is like, A, you absolutely need to shore up your ICP, your buyer persona, buyer research. So you need to know markets change, right? I asked this question of you, Doug. I said, what is the half-life of information? You're like three months max. Like I need to be understanding. So this all starts with an understanding and, you know, that it it has to begin there. So let's make an assumption now that you understand the problems that your customers are solving with your product. And you've got a really, really good grasp on that. Now you need to figure out how can I identify those problems publicly? And there's like two ways I think about this. One, you probably need some engineers on your marketing team so you can build automation here. So identifying and collecting those problems and then sending that information to the buyer. Now, there are some businesses where this is much easier to do, like Lean Data, for example. Let's talk about that. One thing that lean data could do is like, what does a, what does a B2B form look like? What, what fields are people asking? What is the response time? Go have an engineer programmatically submit forms to B2B sites and say, hey, did you know that you respond to a legitimate buyer in 10 days? And our data shows that people only, you know, that you lose 90% of your deals if you don't respond in a day. That's the type of automation and quality that is going to, break through the noise and it'll always break through the noise. And you can take that message to multiple channels because you're delivering so specific value about a problem that you absolutely know they have 
because you have validated that problem. And, and you just now need to figure out a way to scale that with like engineers and outsourcers. Okay, so this is a little bit of the gong model, right? So it's product usage translated into what appears to be research. And that research is focused on the very problems that you solve. All right, step one, I like it. Not an easy lift to be sure, but it's, it's we, we have oodles of data scientists. We have oodles of engineers running around. If we have performative data within our products, which we should, Put it out there. That's your content strategy, All right? Love it. Step one, agreed. Step two, it's the next thing I'm thinking about. Well, I don't think it's just a content strategy. It's not just taking what you already know and pushing it out to the market, right? This like thought leadership, like there's value in that. But I'm actually talking about taking this a step further and programmatically identifying problems. So in some ways, this looks like building a Zoom info for your company. And instead of contact information, it's problem information, right? It is things that are uniquely valuable to your business. Now, some companies, that data exists in their system. So you have good data to, to lean on for proof, but lean data doesn't have the data on the next prospect. And that's the data that you need to invest in creating, right? And so it's a combination of uh, building a bunch of tools together. And the prices for this data are getting are just now getting to the point where it makes a lot of sense. And they can be nearly free if you have an engineer to build things like scrapers to be able to pull this data and then automate it. So you find someone that on day one has like changed their demo request form and made it worse for some reason. You could then say, whoa, Jordan, I know you just launched your website and I know you just changed your demo request form. You're asking too many questions. Like we, our data shows that that's just going to lead to why problems. That's the type of thinking that you need in this sort of new go-to-market model. And that's stuff that you can automate, but you can't throw bodies at this problem anymore. You can't throw SDRs to like attention hack their way into buyers' inboxes. You have to lead with the problem and you need engineers to do it, I think. Even better. I, I feel like the seller and the marketer have met in the middle. You're the seller, by the way, Jordan. And what we're talking about really is it's PB&J, right? We're saying we can use our own product data and product information to help buyers understand the problems that we solve. At the same time, building a database and building a process that's automated out there that's identifying the next wave of buyers. And then we have our content and content strategy, which is out there bringing those buyers back in. I think that's brilliant. I'm going to propose the second piece of the new go-to-market model. We talked about this quite a bit. I don't think we need to dive too deeply into this, but I think you're turning over your incentive models. You're going to do a pilot. You're going to start small. Maybe you're going after pods. I have one salesperson and two SDRs. That pod, I'm going to go measure them separately, but I'm going to start rethinking my incentives and I'm going to start with the experience of the buyer. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to go after these folks. I'm going to give them a quarter or two to prove that the buyer experience leads to the same result, if not better, which is revenue. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think that there's other, like I think about in my business, one of the things that I'm doing is I'm going to publish 350,000 pages of matching a job description to a person. A free resource totally for SDRs to be able to prospect into these are the people and here are their job descriptions so you can actually talk about the problems they have. I'm going to give that away, Doug, because all I'm looking for is brand affinity. And the and I'll tell you that once people say Jordan is the person, everything becomes easier. And the the bar to to make sort of Jordan the person is high, right? And you can think about SEO strategy. So it's not a it's not an ebook anymore, Doug. Like it's like you being able to say, hey Jordan, type in your website, 
to leandata.com slash your company and we'll instantly grade your website. We'll tell you what are you doing wrong. We have all this great data. We'll tell you why your demo request form is messed up. We'll tell you like uh, the complexity. We'll go pull the number of SDRs you have in different locations and then test that process and give you a report live. So now you have a product, you have a go-to-market product that is like, we're going to give you an experience to identify your pain programmatically. You don't have to chat with a seller. Maybe you don't even need to experience the product. All I'm going to do is validate for you that you have the problem and quantify that. So Jordan, we got to land this plane. We got, we've got our first two tenets, if you will, of how we're going to approach this thing. The first thing is turn your own data. And then by the way, create your own research engine that's going to help drive growth. In other words, how am I pulling data out of my own product and then applying that to companies that have the problem and finding those companies that have the problem? I think that in and of itself is sort of mind blowing and a perfect way to really think about this. Second piece is how am I incenting sellers differently? It's almost akin to how CSMs are incentive. What is the experience? And our supposition here, ultimately, Jordan, is that that's going to lead to just as much, if not more revenue than you were expecting from the same sellers, but a different scenario. And I think the third piece we got to pay attention to here is you don't have to overhaul your entire product strategy. But the third thing we're going to recommend is begin using the PLG lens as it applies to your current product setting. And that all comes back to test box, right? It all comes back to the ability for vendor, for buyers to completely ignore you and have a product experience that is unguided and only determined by themselves. So what advice do you have for folks there? They're thinking about that product, the PLG strategy as it applies to test box. And I'm sure there'll be other competitors in the future. Well, I mean, I think actually what this is going to look like is that you have to think about your go-to-market as a product, just like you would resource resource it like a product, right? You would buy engineers with it. And that includes the PLG function, right? Like, so you're thinking about this whole funnel from top of funnel all the way to buying experience, right? The top of funnel is like scoring in the sort of taking that information from your existing customers to identify folks. Then what is their experience like once they're in the product? And I don't think that we have a a way. And the middle of that is like, what is the experience like when you're chatting with a seller, right? Is it like, that is an unbroken chain that you need to think about that from end to end. So what is, how do you find them, right? And say the best things to them about their problems. How do you create an absolutely amazing incentivized structure so them to have a great conversation with your team, a brand affinity, just like I was talking with you, Doug, on every call. And then the PLG experience, how do I then get confidence that the sales rep said to me and how they found me is true. And so you created this sort of holy trinity of an experience where now I can get in the product. So I built trust, I had a good sales process, you found me at the right time. And suddenly now your go to market is the most valuable piece of your business. And it's differentiated. So it is a new moat that you can carve around your business that make it even harder for these 78,000 other competitors of yours to catch up. Well, folks, it's real. The buyer's toolkit is going to be at the end of the day, and it's going to be the rubric that you've got to swim upstream against. You can you can adapt now or suffer later. And really, I think ultimately, Jordan, what we're saying is this, this is not something that could be avoided. The data out there tells us, I'm going to remind folks, Google, 57% of the purchasing process is completed before a buyer talks to a salesperson. Gartner's selling us it's 83%, Enforcer's saying it's 90 Well, guess what, folks? Those buyers have the toolkit, and until we adapt, we're going to struggle. And guess what? If you're a part of that cohort that's ignoring this, you're going to be a zombie company. Anything else to add, Jordan? I think we sufficiently scared the living heck out of most folks, but hopefully given them a roadmap to adapting and actually being a winner in this process. 
Yeah, no, I think the last thing I'll say is that Doug's not going to send me a bottle of whiskey. So if any listeners out there would like to send me one, I'll drop my my address in the show wow. notes. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow, Jordan! It's called the Corner Liquor Store, buddy. It's it's a package store. You walk down the street, you go and you give them their your credit card. I'm delivering free value, right? They should be paying me with whiskey, Doug. <laughs> all right, Jordan. Never on the podcast again. Hey, folks, let's thank Jordan for joining us. Jordan, sharing all this great knowledge you have. Seller versus buyer. I think this is a little bit out of our paradigm, but I've enjoyed the conversation. I'm going to declare a chump. I'm going to declare a champion. I'm going to declare a challenger. Jordan, you are the champ. I am the chump because guess what? I represent the laggards. And I'm going to be a champ because guess what, Jordan? I'm going to grab this by the horns. I'm going to adapt my selling process. We're going to talk about it again. Hell yeah. Jordan, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Dan. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Jordan Crawford. CEO at Blueprint for joining us. If you'd like to contact Jordan to learn more about him, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter or visit his company website at blueprintgtm.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to revgenpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is at RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Market Advocate. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app. We'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. 